Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Forever. I got in trouble this week. I didn't get in trouble. I was kind of looking for trouble because I was I, I I um I should have my head examined for tweeting about the Muppets. Yeah. So you tweeted about, to the tweet Muppets. about the Muppets and how much I hate two of them. Let me see if I know one of them. I know you hate Gonzo. You've always I hated hate Gonzo. Gonzo. I know you, I you've been on record as hating Gonzo for <laughs> as long as I've known you. You've I knew I knew you hated Gonzo before I knew your last name. like julie she hates gonzo yeah what's her what's her name oh klausner okay um the other muppet you hate sorry real quick tom can you paraphrase why you hate gonzo though julie because that tweet was cracking me up your 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 characterization of gonzo i just that he has like magician energy that he's got like yellow converse wearing Mm -hmm. like juggles at parties Mm -hmm. like just not funny like knows like all the funny zappa songs by heart yeah he would be gonzo would be someone who liked frank zappa's lyrics but not music <laughs> right exactly he would be just like i wish uh i wish that what voice does he do again that's exactly it you just did it oh, I wish zappa. i'm doing steve from uh sex in the city i wish, I wish, I wish zappa sounded more like randy newman yeah yeah good focus on the lyrics more i wish ben folds were funnier then he'd be the perfect artist. <laughs> so Gonzo, obviously. Yeah. Let me think. We're not the counting Walter, like... of course. We're not counting Walter, of course, from the. No, Walter the Frog. No, Walter from the uh, from the Muppets reboot. Oh, that uh, Jason Siegel's buddy. Yeah. The one where they were conjoined twins and then got separated. Yeah. No, I think Walter and James Franco are both canceled. Okay. Walter. I think they're because Walter was on Freaks and Geeks. People don't realize that. And he's a Nepo baby. Did you know that about Walter? I did not know Walter was, the Muppet. Who well, I want parents, more of. I want more pa- of Walter. I know you want more Walter. You can't. He's canceled. He did something horrible. Mm. Horrible. I don't want to know. Nepo Muppet Babies would be fun. The reboot of Muppet Babies. Nepo Muppet Babies. That. There you go. Walter would star in it. Brett, because of that one, you get to be on the show another week. Oh, thank you. Congratulations, Brett. One more week. So you want to guess the the other Muppet? He's boring. Let me see. And it is a he. 
Although Swedish he has a chef. sister. No, who, I, you, I, I don't, that I don't... guy? Swedish no, chef. No, I think I, I, I think I'm fine with the Swedish chef. I'm my issue's more with the people that think he's like the funniest yeah. thing in the yeah. world because yeah. because they're uh okay. whatever. I not so listen, let's see. The yeah. the the scientist one? No, um no, he's the PC, I think. And Beaker yes. is the Mac. Let's see. It's boring. It's, it's boring. boring. Um, I'll give you a hint. He has yeah. a sister. Herbie the Frog? It, it's Scooter, the stage manager. Oh, I hate them. Who? You hate him too. I hate all, but I hate all of them. I know you hate all of them. You could name he, a Muppet on him, but just like, oh, I hate that Muppet. Here, Nate, watch my reaction now. Name a Muppet. Okay. Animal. I really do not like Animal. <laughs> Animal's one of the higher ranked ones in my mind. You don't and like that he's based on Keith Moon? No. When people sucks. that's the worst is when people try to argue. And this all happened to me this weekend when I decided to Muppet fan bait. Mm-hmm. Is people would be in my mentions being like, but he was based on so and so. And then well. people would like jokingly, I hope, I hope, but also good joke, call me mm-hmm. anti-Semitic because of Gonzo. And I was like, oh, I am not, I'm not getting into this, but that you well, first of all, Gonzo is totally Jewish. Like, and I'm not saying that for like shitty reasons as much as like the same juggling, yellow converse wearing, Zappa quoting guy that I described, like he was my counselor in Jewish camp. Like I mm-hmm. know he's Jewish because I've met him a million times. Yeah. So you, you, the, you this is, this is not a. This, this is not weekend. a rash decision for you to say I hate Gonzo. This is a lifetime of it's a of decision anguish. in that he gives me a rash. Yeah. And I also think he gives a bad name to perverts and kinksters with his chicken fetish. Yeah. Which I respect usually. Being played for larfs. Yeah. And not, but it's not funny. Like that's my whole thing with yeah. it, is just not funny. What is funny I hate stuff that's supposed to be like, like it's funny enough because kids are stupid. But what is funny with the Muppets? What's something like that's actually funny that's not like a reference to another thing? Cookie Monster. Actually, Cookie yeah. Monster stuffing his face and one Cookie of his Monster eyes being like, blah, 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 blah. that's a Sesame Street fella. Yeah, but he's a Muppet. He's yeah, a but, Muppet. But he's a he's he's not on the Muppet Show. He's not on the Muppet Show. You're right. He's not in the he's, cast of the Muppet Show. These are the one. It would. These are the ones that are acceptable to me. That and they tend to be on Sesame Street and not on mm-hmm. Muppet Show. Cookie Monster, Oscar. definitely. Oscar the Grouch, yeah. totally into it. One of the greats. The Count, fine with that. You like the Count? Yeah, I'm cool. The Big Bird works for mm-hmm. me. Sure. Wait, uh, Big Bird works for you? He does work for me, actually. Where's my coffee? <laughs> oh, sorry oh, about hey, that, Tom. Me. He doesn't talk like that. <laughs> and then you're like, Carol Spinney. Yeah. You heard Carol Spinney passed away, of course. And <laughs> I'm waiting one of, to see where this goes. In one of the, there are, and there is a room in Yonkers that has about <laughs> 700 Big Bird costumes. They're looking for which one he died inside of. I can handle, I like the Muppets enough to be able to handle jokes about them, but 
Oh my God, my mentions, RIP mm -hmm. my mentions. Yeah. Wow, people are humorless when you pick on the Muppets. I'm sure you know that. Oh yeah, no, Snuffleupagus. I like Snuffleupagus. That's a that's a Sesame Street one. Ernie and Bert and Ernie, they're fine. Mm -hmm. Sesame Street. Mm -hmm. All of those are, I'm cool with all of those. I like Miss Piggy and I like Janice. I like sure. the ladies of the Muppets. Yeah, Do Janice has like Joni Mitchell energy. Yeah, yeah. About Dr. Teeth. I was going to ask what, Tom, you think of that band? Band sucks. <laughs> it's like, that band is like when you see a movie where you know there's like a drug scene in it and you're just like, these people never did any drugs. But they certainly <laughs> felt comfortable writing a scene where people did drugs. That's what that band feels like to that me. That band is that, but for rock and roll. Yes, because these people don't actually like bands. The real, the real world uh -huh. versions of that they don't like. Mm -hmm. Like when, when um people when when uh, what is the movie? Da, na, 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 na. Bling, bling, bling. Dun, 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 dun. What movie is that? The Master, Stanley Kubrick. Oh, right. The final film. Eyes Wide Shut? Eyes Wide Shut. I remember when that movie was out, everybody was just like, when they're like smoking a joint, like Tom Cruise yeah. and Nicole Kidman, and people are just like, that's not what pot does. Right. Like these, those two do not seem pot Stone. savvy. Right. Um, but that's Tom what Cruise that's saved, like. To me. Tom Cruise saved cinema. Have you thanked him? Gonna, I would like to thank him now if I could have 30 I seconds. Is all I want to thank for. you for saving cinema. If you could do that Tom underneath my thank you. Cruise. Mm -hmm. One second. One second. Let me cue yeah. that up. My movie crowded sold out the 710. <laughs> Top so Gun Mavericks in And the guess theater. what I did? I watched Elvis again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck your movie. Fuck you, yeah. Tom Cruise. I wouldn't watch Top Gun for a thousand dollars. Alright, you lay this in under. Oh, I almost post. got it. Give me one second. Give me oh, one okay. second. Alright, okay. I'll fix it. Okay. How's the soundboard? Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Big big things happening. Tom Cruise, movies hit a real skid when COVID showed up. We didn't know if theaters were going to stick around anymore. People were scared to go and see a movie and they were starting to stream and watch at home. We never knew if that experience would happen again. But then you made Top Gun Maverick. You held it back until it was in a theater. You made sure we would all sit down with our popcorn to see it and we did we all i didn't see it personally i actually never saw the first top gun if you can believe that because it looks stupid actually i've seen most of your movies come to think of it uh i saw uh losing it and that's it losing it so i would like his virginity to thank you for giving us the best gift of all, 
cinema. They're losing. It's the only Tom Cruise movie I've ever seen. What does he lose? His keys? Boring. You ever see Losing It, Brett? You do a movie podcast. Oh, Losing It with Tom Cruise. No, I haven't seen that one. Well, is it his well, uh, V card? What? His, his V chip? Does he lose his V chip and he has to hear yeah, the? Yeah, no, he, he was Risky Business era. It sounds like maybe that's an old classic, old uh, high school students trying to lose it movie. Is that what it's about? Let me see. I don't remember. I saw it when it came out. Have you ever asked for your money back at a movie theater? Yeah, I have. He played Woody in Losing It, 1983. Gross. It was with Shelley Long. Four, and set in 1965, four rowdy teenage guys travel to Tijuana, Mexico, yeah, right. for a night of partying when they're joined by a heartbroken housewife. Who? This is the cast. Rita, Rita Wilson? Tom Cruise. Shelley Long. Oh, Shelley Long, of course. Jackie Earl Haley. Oh, if the movie you've selected is losing it, Go please away. walk into traffic now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, losing it. The only one I saw. I heard other good. I was going to watch them all in order. I still waiting to start the next one, which would be called Risky Business. Um, Magnolia. 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 Everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Double Threat. I'm Julie, and that's Tom. And I'm Tom, and that's Julie. And we're both, our producer is Brett. Brett, you there? Oh, hey, uh, of course I'm here. I'm working on a... <laughs> Soundboard. Yeah, Love sorry, I was just, I was trying well, to find, well, well. I need to figure out what my sound cue is when I, when you, uh, when you introduce me. I should have some sort of reoccurring. Um, or not. Like, uh, let's see, remember this one? Do you want the cheesecake? I don't. Right, you gotta be a little quicker on the draw with (laughs) this stuff, I think. Oh, do you know who directed Losing It? Who? Curtis Hansen. Really? Yes. L.A. Confidential? L.A. Confidential's Curtis Hansen. Wonder Wonder Boys. Eight Mile. Well, those were a couple of- Wonder Boys. Those are a couple wonder. Those boys were wondering what Tijuana would be like. What is the secret of your power? Break a ding dong, break a doogie dong. What song is that? Is that wonder a Christmas Boy song? Wonder Boy by Tenacious D. Oh gosh, remember that song? You know what I realized recently? I have a, a I have an aversion to the word dish mm-hmm. when it refers to food. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> The only time I like the word dish is when Tenacious D say, mm-hmm. what's your, what's favorite, your favorite dish? dish? I'm not, not going to make it, it, but I'll order, order it from Zanzibar. <laughs> <laughs> Can we listen to that, Brett? Oh, yeah. I mean, What's your favorite position? What favorite position? Do you know that song, Brett? Um, uh, F her gently is what it's called. It's like, of course, it's a good of course. One. I do know that one. It's yeah. a good one. Mm-hmm. But I don't like it when people when they say talk dish. About, oh, that gives me the creepy Ew. crawls. Yeah, I get you with that. You know which one gets me is when they come over, the server comes to the table and they say, "How's everything tasting?" Ah! <laughs> <laughs> How's everything tasting? Oh, good until oh. now. Now I want to throw was- up. There should be an ejector button on a restaurant yeah. chair for, for situations yeah. like that. How's everything tasting? Well, to my taste, 
Blech. Has anybody said that to you? Yes, and I realize now how horrible, <laughs> horrible. it is. It makes me the want to eat time. McDonald's in my car for the rest of the my next life. Next time you hear that, you're going to scream. Die. How's everything tasting? I want to put a call out now for next week's double thread. If you are a server who has said that, I only want two minutes of your time in the episode. I want to talk to you about how's everything Mm -hmm. tasting. Yeah. Like, did you come up with it? Were you copying other other servers? Say that and refer like. Were you saying, how are we doing? And they said, you need to be more specific because people won't know you're talking about how the food is. Yeah. How are we doing over here? Ah, Still pretty bad. I still lost my shirt on the stock market this week. (laughs) Guys, uh, when we say how's every, how you doing over here, everybody seems to gravitate towards how they're doing in every possible aspect of their life. We got to get more specific. (laughs) I would be, if I were a server, I would take it to my own place i'd say how do you like our food in your mouth <laughs> that is <laughs> may is that worse or better than how's everything tasting i'm not sure it's it is better. better maybe it is better it's more yeah. it's more specific how's everything going here today ah my son still won't talk to me <laughs> do you like to chew our food yeah how's everything tasting like- oh the food is good yeah everything's great no other also, part of my life is good, but this food is sure fitting the bill. Also, everything. It should be, how's our food tasting? Mm. How's your food? Do you like your food? Do you like me? How's, how do you like me? Oh, my God. How's everything? Find me pleasing. How's everything going? Well, not good. It looks like uh, DeSantis isn't going to get the Republican nomination. <laughs> And you're just That's like, what you Whoa. want? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I like I like his immigration policy and uh, I like when he ships people to different parts of the country. Yeah. I hate my son. You got that clip, Brett? Oh, I've got a I I have a clip. I'm sorry. What what clip are you ref- referring to? The the snippet from uh Tenacious D. Oh, Tenacious D. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't pull that up. That's Let okay. Me. Okay, don't worry. We're I'm good. Just, okay. What's your favorite position? Position. Cool. That's not my favorite, favorite, but I'll do it for you anyway. What's your favorite dish? What's your favorite dish? I'm not gonna make it, but I'll order it from Zanzibar. Julie, I just have to tell you, six months ago, I'm driving in the car with Julia, and she says to me, do you know what my favorite, one of my favorite lyrics ever is? That lyric. Yeah. That part. I think that seems to have struck a chord with with a lot of people. That, yeah. For that line to pop in that song. It's, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. It's, so, it's just a wonderful, out of nowhere mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. See, Brett didn't um, get into that stuff. He didn't like Tenacious D. Yeah, he was, it wasn't. He was. He was like, I don't like. I want either music yeah. or comedy, and I don't want them together don't, don't because that is gross. Yeah, he's like, I love Broken Lizard, and I mm-hmm. love Nickelback, Jesus but lizard. I don't want to like, hear. I, I love Broken Lizard, and I love Jesus Lizard. <laughs> I don't want to see Broken Lizard playing Jesus Lizard yeah. songs. I don't want to see Jesus Lizard trying to do Super Troopers. Right. 
And I don't want to see him trying to do slamming salmon. <laughs> How's our slamming salmon tasting? How's everything tasting here? Slamming salmon. <laughs> Just name the, the end of. Are there any servers out there? I want to put a call out to people mm -hmm. who've had to say that. And then people that have snuck in weird things when mm -hmm. they're saying what they need to say for a part of their job. That would be amazing if we talk to people who have their own perverse jokes that they do to stay sane in yeah. certain situations where if they're like serving and they just always go like, oh, like they make a sound or something that only keeps them from losing their mind. Yes, that. Like yeah. That. Yeah. That would be good. And if you've said that line, that line verbatim or something similar, you can email us at doublethreatpod at gmail.com for an opportunity to come on the show and explain yourself. And if, if I could just do a little quick business uh, just up at the top of the show here. Yeah, please, please, go ahead. What, what do you got? What do you got? A yard sale PR this weekend? No yard sale this weekend. I'm keeping everything I own for another week. But if you if you like listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at me. I'm keeping everything I own for a week. But stay for tuned. Week. That might change. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Subject to change me. on that one. I get it. Next week it might it. it might be everything must go. We'll see. <laughs> I'm keeping everything for another week. Fine. Fancy pants. If you're listening to the show and you're saying, man, I would love some some visuals of mm -hmm. these two very attractive hosts uh, to go along with that. Well, your wish is our command because you can get video episodes of Double Threat at uh, Forever Dog Plus. You sign up at Forever Dog Plus for video episodes. Uh, for episodes of Ask Julie, for ad-free episodes of Double Threat, you get a whole lot there. It's a mm -hmm. lot of fun. It's for the for the true fans, the real fans, the real heads. Sign up for Forever Dog Plus. You can also follow us uh, on the socials at Double Threat Pod for clips and conversation. And if you like conversation, make sure to join the Discord, the fan Discord. The link for all this is in the show notes. They're having a lot of fun over on the Discord every day of the week, mm -hmm. talking about this show and just and just uh, chatting about other stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a great it's a great hang over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, so check out all those links in the show notes and you can send clips to us at Double Threat Pod. And yeah. uh, something that people were chiming in about this week, Julie, uh, was so I created uh, finally this long awaited Double Threat soundboard I created uh, last week, you know, with famous clips from the show such as this one. Billy, your mother's right. And others uh, from the Robert Loggia OJ commercial. I got a lot of options on here that I'll be trying to, you know, when <laughs> appropriate, mother. trying to incorporate into the show. Um, but I did have, I, I had a, a clip uh, for when Tom says something that goes like this. Good old Tom. And you were saying there needs to be a Julie one on there. Obviously there has to be. Um, and so we got some submissions this week for, for Julie uh, clips that say the word Julie. These, these aren't from the show, but I think, I think uh, just playing them now makes them part of the show. So this, this works. Um, so this is from, uh, and these were from uh, Anthony listener. Anthony sent us a couple options. Um, I haven't had a chance to listen to these yet, but I think they, they all look pretty, Brett, pretty good. what if they're obscene? Yeah, well, then we'll, I that, that'll be on they me. They could be from pornos. That'll be on I know. me. What if it's raunch? That will be my, I will take the fall for that, if that's true. Anthony? If it is, I'll go, turn it off. See, you missed an opportunity. You got to be a rest yeah, Turn it Just trigger finger, my friend. Turn it off. I told turn you. it off. Turn it off. Operating eight things at once over here. I'm sorry. I mean, that was that was that slipped yeah. through my my fingers. But uh, you are the you are the brectopus doing eight things yeah. with your eight tentacles. I wish I had eight arms. tentacles. Come on, young soundboard Podwan, follow my lead. I'm a soundboard Jedi. 
That's from Star Wars. Do you like to read? Oh, I thought we were rapping. (laughs) Um, So I've got these. uh, uh, This first one is from the movie Dark Man, Sam Raimi's Dark Man, um, in which apparently uh, one of the characters named Julie and then the uh, Liam Neeson character, a.k.a. Dark Man, uh, screams her name. Uh, So let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if this one is a candidate. Here we go. That one doesn't pop as much as what we're looking for. Okay. It's still too chaotic. Right, so that one doesn't do chaotic. the cut. Okay. So no to Dark Man. Um, this one, uh, it looks like it's from a movie from the 80s or something. It just says, and the title is just, he's stressing me, Julie. So let's see what this is. Ah! He's stressing me, Julie. He is stressing me. Oh, Bozo. I can't take it, Julie. I cannot take it. He is screwing up my karma. Ah! <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> All right, that one, you're, that one you're might work. stressing Julie out with that. What movie is that we need, from? We need to know what movie it is and who's speaking. Because yeah, we don't want that to be like someone horrible and then use it all the time. Be like, we love this clip. Yeah. It's like that guy killed 70 people. 70. Here, people. Let me I here, I'll just show you the visual. Do you recognize this? That's a young Brad Garrett. This looks like <laughs> porno. Starring a young Brad Garrett. In other words, hit play. He's stressing me, Julie. He is stressing me. Oh, Bozo. I can't take it, Julie. I cannot take it. He is screwing up my karma. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. like a Kevin McDonald, Brad Garrett combo. Yeah. And this is definitely a porno. Yeah. So I'm having this is a, a porn. Son. I'm having a son with Kevin McDonald <laughs> from... Um, it's a boy. <laughs> now, so what do we think? Maybe keep looking. Keep looking. I would say this. What about a nice, a nice Ali G. Me Julie? Yeah. Okay. 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 Right. I love that. A nice Me Julie from Ali G. What's your favorite? Yeah, dish? maybe when he was talking to Butros, 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 Gali. Mm, yeah. What's your favorite dish? Stuck in my head now. Let it make it. All right. Well, if someone can find maybe, maybe, maybe Anthony, maybe you're the guy for this because those were close. But uh, yeah. maybe if, if someone can find me a good uh, me Julie soundbite, mm-hmm. and don't send me a six minute video to look through. Just send me yeah. the soundbite. All right? Exactly. Just please. cut it down. Okay. Help me Brett's out here. Busy. Help Brett's me out, busy. please. You think this guy's Brett is losing? Help his me help you. Marbles. Like Tom Cruise said in the movie, one of the movies I'm looking to catch after. Mm-hmm. I because yep. I'm watching them in order. Got losing it down. Losing it. There's one called. There's also after that. There's a sequel called Getting It Back. Getting it back. Lost it again. <laughs> and then there's one. Got it. Don't got worry. It. And then fourth. Oh shit! You're kidding. Yeah. Then there's. It's like couldn't give it away. And then the last, the last one is I'm giving it away. Turns out I'm, everything turns must out go. I could. I'm giving it away. Everything must go yard sale. Brett's house. Brett's house. Take, take Lemoncello out of a, one of those. He's got one of those like. Yeah. What are those things that I don't know what those dispensers are called where you like press the thing and you put your glass under them where you get like from like a Gatorade mm. barrel. You know what I'm talking yes. about? Yeah. yeah. The little you press the you press mm-hmm. the button in and then the 
Yes, the, that's the where he, he's having limoncello out. at his sure. yard sale, so people get drunk enough to like buy all of his stuff, and then he's like, "Yeah, some Brett junk guy's just like, um, how much for the poster of Ray Winstone?" He's he's just like twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, fine. You got uh, how much? How much you want for this Colin Firth uh, action figure? Ooh, that and I Sandy's, don't know. I don't know if I can sell that. Oh man, Sandy's picking <laughs> pockets. You can train Sandy to pick pockets yeah. at his height. You know yeah. that is a great idea. I know. A little artful. He's already he already wears a little Dodgers hat around. He can be the, he can become the artful Dodger. <gasps> the artful Dodgers. Amazing. Stop. Amazing. This is a good idea. This is Amazing. such a good idea. We yes. make Sandy a pickpocket. But you know, he also Sandy loves. Uh, he's also a big fan of Robin Hood. So maybe I set him loose like in uh, some like uh, you know Bank of America mm-hmm. building, and he goes through and just picks pockets. Not a not at a branch, but like the corporate headquarters. You know, all you need to do is tell him that he's Robin Hood and that you're mm-hmm. poor. And everyone else is rich, and that'll mm-hmm. motivate him to do his yeah, job. Exactly. This is what I'm thinking for the first one. We got to get Sandy. You got to make sure he's not gonna he's not gonna lose it under pressure. So first crime we're gonna commit, gonna go to yeah, one of these twenty one toppings type froyo mm-hmm. places. He goes in with his Dodger hat on, mm-hmm. right? He fills that mm-hmm. freaking thing up with Froyo, right? And then he puts it on his yeah, head, yeah, yeah. but he's got a plastic bag on his head so we don't get his hair in the Froyo. And he runs out, and mm-hmm. then we have a Froyo party in the parking lot. That's a great idea. Or Brett does that. Brett does that. Creates mm-hmm. a distraction because everyone's like, why yeah. is this grown man putting frozen yogurt yeah. in his hat? Why? And, then, and that's yeah. when Sandy starts... Consider yourself flat That's broke. True, Sandy. Now, do you think Sandy should loot the register or should he grab some toppings that we can have with the Froyo? I'm going right for wallets, Tom. Okay, you don't think he should grab some Kit Kat crumble? No, I think he needs to learn where the sucker pocket is. Mm-hmm. I think he learns. I need think he needs to learn what a mark is. Okay. I think he needs to learn. Now, if the, Brett was running um, a proper soundboard, he would have played. Oh, hi, Mark. God dang it. <laughs> The room. Yeah. Oh, this this movie's so bad. You go You're to gonna freaking love it. It's such a piece of shit. Oh my Holy God, it's cow! It's the worst thing I ever saw in my life. You gotta come and see it. It's so freaking bad. I can't believe it's. And the like guy who made it's gonna because... be there. So great. The guy who made it's gonna be there. We're all gonna laugh right in his face. You gotta come to the show. Oh, it's not on the out. right side of the war in Ukraine. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say. Mm-hmm. It's just my guess. Probably it's over there. Guess. It's probably over there driving a tank that says the room on the side of it. Yeah. Just firing He's at both rented sides. Rented a billboard in like Moscow. Just fires at anyone. I mean. He's helping. He's helping defeat the Russians. And he turns a tank. Hey, why is he firing the- at us? Just. It's like, I am my own country. Mm-hmm. Oh, hi, doggy. Well, you know what these marks are going to mm. say when they find their wallets are missing. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. oh, young Padwan, you have so much to learn about soundboards. Who's Padwan? Padwan Oswald? Padwan Oswald. Yes. I don't uh, like Star Wars. Sorry. Yeah. I like postcards from the edge. Princess Leia's in that one, right? 
<laughs> Princess Leia wrote it. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> it's like talking to a child. Yeah. You'll like yeah. you'll like this. You'll like this vegetable. Super uh, sp- Superman eats it. <laughs> yeah. You want to be like Superman, right? Carrots. You want to be like Superman, Spider-Man. right? Spider-Man yeah. told me that yeah. if you wear your raincoat, it's better. Yeah. You want to be like Spider-Man, right? Then you'll eat your... You want to be like Iron Man, right? What? A guy in a suit? See, sure. What Iron Man really likes is going to school. Yeah. Using the toilet. Hey, you want... <laughs> is this how you talk to kids, Brett? Am I doing a good job? You're doing a great job. Yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, Brett. Oh, yeah. Do you have a clip for us this oh, week? Oh, I do, I do, and we actually we haven't because we have a guest on this. I know episode. we haven't even mentioned. I don't know how we we've been sitting on uh, one of the biggest scoops of the year here. Mm-hmm. Speaking we're sitting of, sitting on a golden egg, we're like a goose. This is a scoop that would, if you could go to one of these yo froyo places and get not soft serve. I think you're hungry. You'd get Are you more doing scoops. The show hungry again? I am. <laughs> you mentioned ice cream a few times. I am. Okay, we'll get you some ice cream. We'll get you some ice cream. We'll go to Tucson. I wish I could go to Tucson with you yeah, so right. badly. You gotta, I am so jealous that both of you have gone. It's all I want to do. The next time you're out there, I'm gonna. We're all gonna dress up in steampunk <sighs> yeah. costumes. We'll go to Tucson. I said to my gentleman friend the other day, I said, "You know what I've been thinking about?" And he says, "Toothsome." And I said, "Yeah, yeah." You know, what we're gonna do, Julie. What? I promise what? you this, just like Brett you was know? saying. We're all going to dress like up like steampunks. I know. We're going to go over there. We're going to bring a crowbar and pry open the boarded up window because it did go out of business. <laughs> um, even if you get out here uh, next week, there's a 50-50 chance uh, Tucson won't be around. No um, way. What's ta- what's tax day? April fifteenth. Yes. I, I, April sixteenth. That thing is that thing is board, okay. All right. Up. I'll try board to. It up. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta go out there and go to Tucson, man. I think yeah. about it every day, mm-hmm. all day. The chocolate anyway. bread appetizer. This is the greatest combo I ever had in my life. Chocolate bread brought to the table, <laughs> then a salad, then a sundae. Now I'm does still salad sick have from like, it. Kit Kat croutons, it, were there raisinets instead of like dried as, cranberries in the salad? Julie, it might as well. It was a niçoise salad. I want to go here so badly. I want to go there so badly. You got to ah! get your goggles ready. Anyway, we have an amazing guest. I'm so excited. Oh I'm as excited about this guest as I am about going to Tucson one day. Yeah. Who is it now? Ricky Lake! Ricky Lake! Icon! The legend. Legend! You've got to be kidding me. This is exciting. This is... Needs no introduction, no. and yet... Yet we will introduce Here we are, her. stammering through yes. one. Cannot wait. Superstar. Cannot wait. The legend. One of the... Uh, she's 
in Dreamland, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. She's a later yep. addition to Dreamland, which is John Waters' troop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so exciting. So we have a legit guest. We have such a great guest coming yes. up. Yes, cannot wait. And while we while we wait for our esteemed guest to arrive... We're going to eat chocolate bread. Eat chocolate bread. And watch this clip that I got. And we'll watch this clip. Yes, Brett we'll has definitely a clip watch for the clip. I um. So this is this was actually. Why don't you set this clip up? Oh, I'd love to. So this was uh, a. <laughs> this was. This happened. On uh this this clip uh was first seen. I want to make I want to make sure I get this right. I don't want to screw this up. Um. He's uh, vamping. He this, doesn't uh, have a clip. No, nah, this is a great clip. It was uh, all the talk of the mm-hmm. of uh, Twitter last week. PSAs. This was uh, this was a clip from um, a Norwegian television show, and we actually I wish you know now I'm kicking myself because somebody sent me PSAs. this clip. PSAs. I just heard that. It just took a while to travel to my ears, <laughs> like how a scent travels yeah. sometimes slow sure. in a cartoon, yeah. and then someone smells it. Now this is. I got. Yeah, I got. Wait, I, I smell oh, what the rock is. Cooking. New listeners, you can go back and check out the episode called Anatomy, Anatomy of a Lie. I'm gonna start breadcrumbing these things like um, Hansel and Gretel, so that Brett you can crumbing, find your way. Breadcrumbing, We call it breadcrumbing. Yeah, so go Brett back. Crumbing. There's a. Little, I'll just. I'll be your footnotes for yeah. moving forward. So Anatomy of a Lie, uh, not my finer moment, but uh, still here. Turns so. out to be one of your finer moments because it was a funny show. It's a very funny, and show. we all learned. So this is from a Norwegian uh, television from a show on, on Norway where they uh, it's sort of a celebrities when they're coming through promoting stuff. They would go on this show like a, a nighttime talk show. And every time a guest would come on, they would have them sing part of the song. Let it be the Beatles song. Let yeah. it be. And then uh, at a point, once they had like 50 people doing it, they cut it all together. They montaged it all together. So it looks like they were all they sort of made a we are the world style version of Let It Be. But Mm -hmm. each of these celebrities, you know, it's like you get off the show and they're like, hey, can you do this quick thing Mm -hmm. for, you know, for, uh, you know, that we're doing with everybody that comes through. Um, And so uh, nobody really knew this was what they were up to. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they released it. And somebody this is an older clip. I was posted on YouTube 12 years ago. Somebody sent this to me in the early days of Double Threat. Somehow it never made it on the show, which is my bad. I take I take full responsibility for that because we could have been mm-hmm. ahead of the game. Yeah. Uh, but this got posted on Twitter last week mm-hmm. and just uh, blew up. So I figured, well, now let's yeah. well, now we got to talk about Can it. Can I also just tell you, Brett? Um, mm-hmm. One of the people that submitted it, me. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it was a real, real, <laughs> real. <laughs> <laughs> let's watch it i let's, know it's good it's a lot but i've already fun. forgotten it okay well it'll be like christmas morning all over again it's, it Here really is like christmas go. morning all over again oh boy Here julie have you seen this yet i don't know if oh I have. get ready oh great i'm um, ready and uh your head is gonna explode here we go let's go to tombstone mother mary comes to me speaking words of oh history. it's roger moore let it be when I find myself in times Huey Lewis what? Still got it Jason oh, Alexander I'm gonna throw up <laughs> Oh it's our guest oh. baby yeah! Hell yeah There we go Ricky Lake We had Huey Lewis And Josie Bissett from Melrose Place yes. So we've got Huey Lewis, Roger Moore, Jason Alexander Alberto Tomba, uh, skier, of I believe, famous yes. skier. 
And old John Nettles, not sure who that is. Corbin Burnson. That's what he looks like now. George Wentz. Oh! Yeah. Pet boys? Uh, professional hypnotist Paul McKenna. Yes. Philip Michael Thomas, oh, from, Miami Thomas Vice. from Miami Vice. Goot. Gutenberg. Uh, Gutenberg. I know some of them. Katrina Witt, Olympic oh, uh, figure star. skater. Yeah. Oh, Tanya Harding. Great Tanya Harding. Vindicated. Oh, Glenn Close. Oh, David uh, Faustino. I'm married with children. I saw him at Paquito Moss once. Not sure what he ordered. Who's that? Oh, it's, uh, Alfonso Mario. Oh. Carlton from Fresh Prince. Katarina mm-hmm. uh, Vitt on the air guitar there. Guitar. Okay. Is, Is that like Pamela Anderson? Is song to that Imagine cover? All right, so this thing keeps going. This came out well before Imagine. Yeah, this is amazing. sort of the template for Imagine. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen. Why don't we do this? Going. Why don't we do this? Leslie on the Nielsen show? is no longer alive. He is not with us anymore. And this is how you learn. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how the Golden Girls ends. You ever seen the finale of the Golden Girls, Tom? Um, is that the one where the uh, there's a <laughs> gas leak? You're gonna say something. There may as well have been a gas leak because Dorothy decided to run off with Leslie Nielsen, and that's how the show ends. That's right, because then Spoiler. the Golden Palace, they opened that's up their the own That's when the Golden Palace hotel. began, yes, yeah. exactly. And was that still on, Golden Palace? Yeah, it's still on. Okay, yeah. season I'm, 37. I, I, I auditioned for it. I was mm-hmm. too old. Rue McClanahan was like 35 when she did that show. It is the weirdest thing. Look up how old she was. She was literally like maybe 50. And meanwhile, she's like, oh, I'm looking to have sex. And she did. They all got it. Well, I do declare I'm looking to have some old sex. Okay, Tom, this is your Snatch Game (laughs) audition. You are doing doing Rue McClanahan for your Snatch Game because I've seen some girls try it and fail, but this Uh, is not failing. This is succeeding. Oh, oh, good Lord. I'm, it's hotter than a Georgia sunrise, and I'm looking to have some S-E-X sex. Yes! Maybe Julie, could you set him up for like a pun, like say like a common phrase that he could like do a sex yeah. pun off of? Wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here, I'll do it. Okay. Um, sorry, I was just con- I'm just confused. I'm not trying to be mean. Can someone open a window? It's getting drafty in here. I wouldn't mind writing a draft of some erotic fiction that would <laughs> t- turn me on to have some S-E-X sex. Flawless. Thank you. I would say, okay, so now I'm and then now the I'm other RuPaul one, and I'm at the end of the show. Yeah. And the other one would go just like, man, it's better than having meatballs. <laughs> oh, right? Sophia. Yeah, it's better than spaghetti meatballs. Right? She'd be like, yeah, I make a lasagna. Some Wait, now I need you to do the other two. What would Dorothy say? She'd say, Rose, why are you always... 
Well, no, no. Rose, so then do Rose next. Rose should say something stupid Which about the Rose now, Betty White. Rose is the dumb one. That's she Betty would White. Say, she always oh, talked about her town back in uh, Glumpton, Minnesota or something. St. Olaf. She'd go, oh, back in Glumpton, we always used to have spaghetti <laughs> and meatballs, but we'd have it for breakfast. Right. And then and now have Dorothy de- deliver the parting shot. The She'd final, say. The parting, the, the yeah. last. Well, it's clear that spaghetti and meatballs isn't brain food. There we go. <laughs> I was gonna say if you were doing snatch game and I were RuPaul, I would be, I'd I'd say, Tom, mm-hmm. your Ru McClanahan was golden, mm-hmm. girl. Thank you. Congratulations, you are the winner of this week's challenge. Now, when I had Hole and Closet on the best show this week, I should have showed him my freaking Lana Del Rey outfit. Yeah, I know. Show him that I walk the walk. Well, my we'll Lana Del Rey, my great, Lana yeah. Del Rey, plus my Golden Girls thing. I should win one of these shows. I should be on the Mom. What am I doing on Forever Dog? Where's Meatball? You can do both. And where's Dipper? Get me over to Mom. What else is in the news, Brett? <laughs> oh, I think it's about that time. I think uh, our our special guest Ricky Lake is about to join us. Oh my God. Um, and oh so, my God. why don't we uh, let, let's take a quick break here, and then when we get back from the break, we will be joined by the one, the only Ricky Lake. Don't go anywhere. Oh my God. Woohoo! Oh my goodness, look who's here, Julie. I can't believe it. This is so exciting. In the flesh. In the flesh, because we try to get guests on the show, and usually it's the the floor we never even know where the floor is we keep going down 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 once in a while we get an actual superstar legend and that's today icon ricky lake ricky fucking lake this is so amazing very nice to see you guys Uh, to be with you thank you for having me like i said before we went on the air tom i feel like i owe you and your partner julia mm -hmm. my my mental health in this last year do you you hear uh, that everybody a real mitzvah these people these Mm -hmm. people who think i'm a bad person i'm mean no one thinks that no they do they think i'm mean to brett the producer on the show ricky that i insult him meanwhile brett who what are you drinking right now, what did you Brad? Get him? Oh, Seven I'm drinking, a, I'm drinking a coffee uh, that was provided to me by Tom. Thank you. Thank free you. of charge. Free of charge. So, yes. because people, one person said Tom was mean to Brett, Ricky. So now Tom brings Brett treats the way a witch would fatten up little children <laughs> yes. in a fairy tale. And it's working. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's amazing no but compensating like you wouldn't believe like uh, w- workers wish they could be as compensated they strike to be as compensated as, as, well, I'll um, work for snacks I'll mm-hmm. work for cookies okay. well now, speaking of creatures that work for cookies yes. there is a dog related story that connects the two of you yes it's I one of the hear. most amazing stories that's ever happened to me and to my <laughs> my partner Julia and so I'll, I'll begin at the beginning. So we foster dogs. We have our own two dogs that are our permanent dogs, Nancy and Barbarella. But we like to foster other dogs because it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to do when you try to get dogs that need a home somewhere to get put up and get adopted and you, you look after them. And anybody who's interested in doing it, you should do it. You should do it. It's really, it's very satisfying it can be a little tricky. Sometimes you turn out, you keep the dog in the end, and you end up with 
a new dog in your house. Foster fail. The foster fail. And Barbarella is a foster fail. And (laughs) there was a point with Barbarella where I was just like, this is not our dog. And then somebody insulted Barbarella to me. It's like, hey, what's up with that dog with the effed up paws? And I was like, you can't talk about my dog that way. And I was just like, oh, I think that's my dog now. That was it. Foster fail right there. So we were fostering a dog and her five puppies. And the dog had no name and the puppies were teeny tiny. And the dog is only a year and change old, like like just barely over a year. So this is a young mother dog. We're fostering this dog and her, her puppies. Then we take everybody to the adoption fair. Uh, the It's uh, Dogs Without Borders is the organization yeah. in Los Angeles and they do a great job. They have a these regular adoption fairs where you go and you check the dogs out and then people, oh, I want this dog. You apply, you get a dog. That's how we got Nancy. So we bring the dogs, the puppies, boom, boom. Puppies are all, end of the day, the puppies were all gone. Puppies get snapped up immediately. And another thing, don't always look for puppies. You you can get happiness from all ages with these dogs, all ages. So there's this, the, the one dog's left, and we didn't have a name for the dog, so we were calling her Mama. And then we're like, okay, well, we'll take Mama home. We'll, you know, we'll keep fostering her. And then, like, later in the week, Julia gets a call from the, from the agency, from Dogs Without Borders, and they say, can you send a couple pictures? I think is that what it was? Probably send a couple pictures because somebody's interested in Mama. So... Then Julia sends some pictures and then like an hour or so later gets a phone call and who's on the phone, but Ricky Lake who says, I want to meet this dog. And do you remember where you said to meet? Um, I said to meet, I couldn't think of a place. Like I was so, so let me tell my, yeah, yeah, please. Okay. I, I had a dog named mama who passed suddenly last April and her name was, I named her mama cause she was the mama dog. Mm-hmm. Same story. I got her from dogs without borders oh, really? and she had had eight, pu- eight puppies. One died seven puppies. And I took the mother dog and she died very suddenly last April. I was beside myself losing her. And I said to my, my husband, my new husband, I was like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to look, you know, like I, like I, I, it was three weeks after she passed. And I was like, I can't not have a dog here. I need to foster. I need to, I need to have an animal. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to a bunch of organizations, including Dogs Without Borders. And they were the first ones that got back to me. And I didn't even know what I was looking for. Like I just needed something to love and to fill the void of losing my mama. And I, you know, I'll just be honest, Dolly, my new dog, we named your mama Dolly. Mm-hmm. She is not my type. <laughs> like I have a type of dog and she doesn't, a blonde shedding chihuahua something is not mm-hmm. my type, but I took her like almost sight unseen. Yes, you guys sent a couple of pictures, but I just needed to have a dog so badly. And I, you said you guys, you guys said you would meet me halfway. You guys live all the way on the east side. Like, like, yeah. yeah. I live in Malibu. I live at the water. And so I was like, okay, can we meet halfway? I went and met them where I get my, my bikini waxed. <laughs> Literally, we met oh, outside yes. of mm-hmm. Queen Bee Spa. And I didn't even know it, but I had COVID. 
at that time. <gasps> oh. I came home. Did you know that piece? Did you know? I think we found yeah. out later. We did not get COVID yeah. from you, though. Don't worry. I don't think I hugged you guys. Did I? No. Did I hug you? No, no. Because was it was like, COVID. It was yeah. like, you know, everybody oh, was still kinda... coming to show herself. Yeah. yeah. It was a really weird time. And I took mm-hmm. the dog home and I, I think I called Dogs Without Borders like within 24 hours and said, mm-hmm. you're not getting her back. She's yes. mine. Well, I and she's. I knew in the parking knew? lot when we pull in, we pull in with with doll mama we're calling doll and it's also the craziest coincidence two dogs mama two dogs named mama some could yeah. say a coincidence and some people could say kismet yes it's beshert it's meant it's to beshert. be and yes. her, her full name is the dolly mama because she Amazing. is like this yes. this sentient being she's 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 really special and you you kind of wanted her didn't you want to keep her we're very close to to keeping her but then it's that kind of thing where we have Nancy. Nancy is already such a personality, and Mama or Dolly is just—they're the same. Yeah, it would have been yeah. like uh, two two alphas trying to fight for for top of the pyramid in the house, and Nancy has to be the top of the pyramid. Queen B, Queen B, see only Queen, Queen Bee Spa. It's all connected. Yeah, yeah. see, yes. it all made. So we pull into your waxing place, and <laughs> so we. See you. We're not going to say where it is. You don't want people bringing, oh, bringing photos. I you want I them, haven't been there in a while. You want them I'm bringing hairspray hairspray hair photos in the parking yeah. lot for you to sign. Um, Speaking of blonde chihuahuas who shed. So. Exactly. I'm a little overgrown. It's time. <laughs> oh, no. Time to go to the groomer. Yeah. And we knew. We were just like, well, she's keeping that dog. There's no way. Like within, we saw your face, and we saw. Dolly went right to you and was immediately bonding with you within 30 seconds. It was like, well, that's she your knew dog. Too. Dolly knew too. Absolutely. Dolly yeah, was she, kind of. She did cry and whimper on the way home. Like she, mm-hmm. you know, so I was like, oh, did I make the right decision? But mm-hmm. then she fit right in. And my husband, who is not a dog person, mm-hmm. and my mama, my mama that passed, mama yeah. was only had eyes for me. You know, mm-hmm. she was not really, I didn't know this until after she passed that everyone felt like they weren't bonded with her because she didn't give a shit about them she was only like in love with me Mm -hmm. but ross you know dolly Mm -hmm. loves me and she loves everyone she's an equal opportunity uh four-legged creature and he's obsessed we are obsessed i don't leave this dog alone i Mm -hmm. take her with me everywhere Mm -hmm. she's not as well behaved as my other dog she's definitely got like a like a mind of her own but she's so special and she's really she healed my broken heart i mean i i I don't cry about mama i think Mm -hmm. I am now giving another dog, another like mama dog that was, she was dumped at a high kill shelter, this dog. Yeah. You know, I get to give her the best life. And, um, and it's, it's been a pleasure to know you guys too, oh, uh, to meet you yeah. through this process. I, 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 I love you. I love what you do. I follow you guys. I mean, oh, you're yeah, it's, very a, sweet. it's a pleasure to be friends with you. Oh, well, th- thank you so much, Ricky. It was so exciting when, when we saw the love immediately just pop. It was like, there's no way we're getting mama but, back. And, and I will just I will just say like being in that position where you're bereaved like very recently with mm-hmm. a pet and you get another pet right away and you're like, am I doing the right thing? Am I being respectful to the pet that passed by not mourning enough? Mm-hmm. How do I feel about this new animal? And then you kind of trick yourself into the rent to buy model, the 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 recipe for mm-hmm. a foster fail, which is We'll see how it goes. And everybody else knows before you do that yeah. you're already a goner. 
Yes. I have not fostered. I have fostered in the past and I talk about doing it and I always stop myself because I I don't want to have two dogs because Dolly comes with me everywhere. If I, Mm -hmm. if I have two dogs, I can't take them both. I'm not going to leave them. So it's like, I, I struggle with it because I think it's such a selfless angel work to, to take on, especially you take special needs. We uh, we try to take just like Julia is always looking for dogs that Maybe other people are going to pass over because they're not as easy to take care of, like a dog who, whose hind legs. Dog, we had a dog that got shot and couldn't hind her hind legs weren't working. We've had different dogs, and you, you just it's a it's a thing, and you just it's it's the it's adjustment amazing. is shockingly easy though. When people think, oh, I don't know if I can handle this dog, I don't know if I, if you've got the setup at home, you can you can yeah. probably do it and. All you know I, what happened, Tom? What's that? Oh, sorry. I oh, didn't mean to interrupt you, say, but I just wanted to tell you yeah. that I connected with Rose. Rose was the foster who took them and had the puppies from when they were three days old. Wow. She okay. came over to my house just like a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and brought me all these new pictures that I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. But basically, she had the puppies from three days old for like a month or so before you guys got them. Amazing. No, it was such a treat and it's such a fun. And see, that's see this story right now? Look, maybe you're not going to get to it. get a dog to Ricky Lake. This is why you do it. There's other people, maybe you know who else who needs a dog. I don't know. You find somebody else. Everybody needs a dog. And I all I picture is that when Mama Dolly got in the car and she's whimpering and crying, and then suddenly driving into Malibu, suddenly Malibu. she's like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like, then going to the house, she like sees the here. yeah, she exactly. sees the house. She's just like, she's like, she's yeah, I'm home. In it. Yeah, she and my new husband stepped in it. Honestly, <laughs> and that I, was in that was in uh, your vows. Was that in his <laughs> vows? Did he was he like, my darling? I want you to know that I know that I fucking stepped <laughs> yeah. in it. We we definitely you know because he didn't know I I had this house like when I met him and started dating him and I, I live in this really special spot that Tom and Julie have been to it's mm-hmm. it's kind of just feels like you're on the edge of the world and the water is just you know it's really special and he didn't know that I came with this house until mm-hmm. we were really serious and uh, you know the house took seven years so seven years to build dealing with mm-hmm. the Malibu Coastal Commission and he didn't have to deal with any of it you know he just like moved right in with me <laughs> just, and uh, he the, deserves it the workers he, leave better. and he comes in right who passes them at the gate pretty much um, pretty much yeah no it really and the, here's uh, a funny thing is we've got this track record with placing dogs we have you got dolly and then the next one was the the assistant to a huge showrunner was the second one of the other dogs and then the most recent one is Somebody, she's an actor on a on an ABC sitcom that is just this big ABC sitcom. Where it's just like suddenly, we're just like these dogs have a better career than I do. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm gonna have to wait. Is that little guy Alvin? Is his name Alvin or Archie? What was the little the Which... little gray one that you had for a while? What, what did you call the last little dog that you had? Oh, for, Alan, uh, for... Alan, 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 talking Alan. about Alan. Alan, Alan went to I the showrunner. That was okay. Yeah, and then we had a dog Bean, who we had, which was a four-pound yes. uh, Chihuahua, and uh, Chihuahua went to the to the uh, the woman who acts on the sitcom, and it's just like, so if you want a career, put on dog ears and <laughs> show up at my house, and we'll get you in somebody famous's home. 
I really appreciate oh, that, the work you do. Total. Honestly, I'll forever be indebted to you both. You know, again, like mm-hmm. it's just. It's oh, wait, such, I didn't hear such, that last part. I think it cut out for that last I'm part. I'm indebted. Oh, I'm indebted to you. Is that the part you want No, I can't hear it. Like, what? No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> he just wants you to keep repeating <laughs> I it, Ricky. No, I, no I, I'm, I'm so grateful. But one of the most exciting you know. things was because we're all such huge fans of you that it was just a thrill to meet you because you've been this straight up icon for decades now. So that was a total thrill just as a fan. Mm, Thank you. I'm, I am 54. I've been a public person since I'm 18 when I did hairspray and yeah, I've been around a long, long time and I'm still here and I'm still doing work that I'm proud of. Mm -hmm. And I also have like a really nice downtime. So it's, um, I'm super lucky. Like I've just, I've had a lot of shit I've gone through and I've been very transparent about, you know, and I've been incredibly blessed and um, I wouldn't change a thing. That's amazing. So I know, I mean, Julie is maybe the biggest John Waters fan I so know. Behind me, I don't know if you can see it. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see Divine. Is that from... Um, Wait, that's from oh Greg Gorman shot that. That's from the LAI works. LAI ad. works. It's the LAI yeah. works ad. Yeah. I I scanned the I bought the eight by ten on eBay, scanned it and made wallpaper out of it. <laughs> Is it it's wallpaper? That's yeah. Fantastic. It's a mural. It's, it's a mural that I that I had someone paste and I uh, I'm a huge yeah I'm a huge huge fan huge fan of yours huge fan of of his and then obviously just like the world's biggest John Waters fan. And I love that you two still have this amazing relationship. And I, I try to see whenever the two of you are in conversation, which is so frequent. And I and I know that he's been kind of a mentor to you throughout your career. And I just wanted to know about that and your relationship. And are you going to be in Liar Mouth? Do you know yet? You have I to be. I hope so. You I have to be. So. I don't know. Did you read? It's a great book, isn't it? I really like the book. I thought it was super funny. I saw there was some crime going on today with someone stealing luggage and someone saying you wore an outfit out of that luggage <laughs> publicly. And I was like, shut up. This is too perfect. This is it's like life imitating art. Or it's is- or it's a very sneaky advertising campaign, which I'm also in favor oh. of. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I don't think there's a connection, but I wouldn't, I don't know. I mean, I, John is, I wouldn't put it just, past him. I wouldn't put anything past him. And he, it's so exciting that he's going to make a movie because it's been more than 20 years since his last film. And, you know, I think it was a matter of like, he couldn't get whatever project greenlit for whatever, for whatever reason. Well, he and also said that like the, the movie wise, it's just like, he's like, I can't make a movie for a million dollars. And that's how much money they're giving you to make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what the setup is with this film. I hope, I mean, he always talks about what a good actress, actress I am and I should do more acting and I, I don't do a lot of acting these days. So maybe he'll uh, put up where he's, you know, talking and, uh, you know, get, get, give me a part, but I, I don't know what I'd play. Um, I told him I'm available. You could and- be one of the trampoline. You could be one of the trampoliners. I'll do whatever he wants me to do. <laughs> I'm so, available and waiting. <laughs> so may may I ask, when you first auditioned for him back in the day, you were 18 when you did Hairspray? I was I was 18. So it was my freshman year of college. I was on a finals. It was finals week. I had a break in my schedule. And I drove down five hours from Ithaca, New York, mm-hmm. and auditioned. I met him in the in- original audition. So, and you know, it's you not that you normally meet the... 
did I didn't dance? have to did he, dance. He didn't, in have the first... to, he, didn't, he didn't make you dance? Not, what, do you remember what you not, did? Well, I was wearing a big Ithaca College sweatshirt. <laughs> I had, you know, bazooms the size of your head, okay? <laughs> and I had to just read, I think, two scenes in the movie to him, to him. We were in a room. I, I mean, I can picture exactly what the audition room looked like. I remember the redheaded casting director, Mary, Mary Calhoun, who's now passed, and it was a vibe. Like, I didn't know who John Waters was. I had never heard of Divine. I was super sheltered and just not exposed to any of his prior work. I just knew it was a lead in a, in a movie. And I didn't want to go back to college. And so, you know, and they wanted a big girl who could dance. And I knew I was big and I was pretty sure I could dance. And it was kind of magical in that, in that, in that room, not, not knowing it at the time, but in hindsight, like, I was saying the lines the way he wrote them. Like this, he told me, you know, like I was at the inflection and the emphasis on whatever word I was saying, it was exactly how it was in his head. So, you know, he really thought I was right for the part. He brought me back for a callback. Pat Moran, who's his best friend and casting director for everything. She was there at the callback. I went in and I was myself. I mean, the truth is I was Tracy Turnblad. Like, like yeah. there was no real differentiation. Is that the word? Yeah. Differentiating. Yeah, I was, you know, they just dressed me from the 60s, but basically she was me. I was very much that same spirit, that you same- You had that confidence? I did. I mean, I think, you know, yes, I was a heavyset girl who was a virgin. I was like not, you know, sexually active at all. So to do these kissing scenes and to be the, the you know, the girl that gets the guy, I mean, that's not, wasn't my norm, but I just pretended and I just felt like if John thinks I can do it, I can do it, you know? And- um it was the summer of my life, like the best summer. It was like summer camp. It was really long hours and hard work because I, when I wasn't in the scenes, I was dancing on the side, you know? Sure. And I was losing a ton of weight while during the making of the movie because I, you know, give you I was... Cho- didn't they give you chocolate bars? Yeah, you really did your homework. Yeah, they, they called it Fat Patrol and they fed me Dove bars. <laughs> And uh, can, you, the, yeah. can you still can you still eat Dove bars or are you like, I can never eat a Dove bar again? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, I can. You got one right hard. now? Yeah, that's not yeah. hard. Mama, um, no, Dolly, I, go fetch a Dove bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely ate a lot of Dove bars. I gained 50 pounds between hairspray and crybaby. You know, I was much, much heavier in that. And that was when I had to kind of the, the being fat and cute wasn't working for me anymore. You know, it was like, I couldn't get a job after that. After, you know, I was doing a show, I did a show called China beach and then I was kind of let go from that and I had a dry spell. And that's when I kind of went on this, you know, I, I kind of knew I had to change what my gimmick was, you know, it wasn't working anymore. And I went on a real, you know, crash diet. I, 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 you know, starved myself for lack of a better description and got the talk show. I lost a hundred pounds in like six months. And then the talk show opportunity came my way. So it wasn't like, none of it was really premeditated, but I think losing that weight and kind of having a new kind of physicality um, and having some success losing weight, I think helped in me getting the talk show. It just all, it's all part of the journey that I think one thing led to another, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. In, in a great way. Who was the when first you, person yeah. that you, since you didn't know who John Waters was, who was the first person that you were just like, oh my God, that's a famous person? Um, I mean, I definitely knew who Debbie, Debbie Harry was. Okay. Like I was excited to meet her. I was, I remember listening to like her album, um, I forget. Oh my God. Her, her most famous. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was in camp, like dry I'm on the bus to Jewish day camp, you know, like I remember I was a big Debbie Harry fan. I mean, I think 
who else? Like Sonny Bono. I mean, it was just such a surreal experience. Mm-hmm. Like when I was making Hairspray, I wasn't even conscious that I was going to, that it was going to make me famous, that it was going to like come out and have this, you know, I, I didn't think, I never think things through. I never am like someone that looks at the big picture. I'm in the moment, you know? And so for me, I was like, oh my God, I'm making $20,000 to make this movie. It's more money than I've ever seen in my life. Uh-huh. It's keeping me from having to go back to college in mm-hmm. September. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. like that. And yeah. um, even the talk show, like I took that job and I was like, I never anticipated it would go longer than the pilot and maybe a, a, a season, you know? Mm-hmm. It just was the next job that came along that that happened to have a long, you know, lasting shelf life. And yeah. when you were shooting it, I mean, I read something that was like you were kind of stars in Baltimore because you guys were shooting on location. And when you came out of the trailers, people would like applaud if it was you and Divine. Did you feel the love when you were on set? I don't remember. I mean, what I do remember is that we didn't even have honey wagons. So, you know, that's like that sort of bottom of the barrel where you have Mm -hmm. a changing room. It's like a tiny, tiny trailer. We didn't even have that. There was like such low budget that we were changing in the Baltimore alleys. Like I remember Divine, you know, would just like, you know, be sweating. (laughs) It was, it was the Mm -hmm. summer. It was the dead of summer in 1987. And poor Divine would be wearing that giant wig and all, you know, and the boobs and the whole thing. And I mean, he was such a good sport, but that's what I remember. I mean, I don't remember people applauding, but, but definitely like shooting those scenes where I'm famous, you know, when I'm running after the bus and and I get on the bus and they want my autograph. I mean, Mm -hmm. That became my life, yeah. you know, a year later, yeah. which yeah. was so surreal. And then years later, I went to jail for animal rights and I was literally in jail in like behind, uh-huh. the, you know, the, 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 and I'm watching myself on the news, on the TV outside, you know, outside the <laughs> was, cell. And somebody's ironing your hair, obviously. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I, even in, in Hairspray, I see myself on TV in jail and that was happening to me years later. It was, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's crazy. It is one of the all time pure performances where the line between you and the character there is no line you're you're on the same trajectory that tracy is on and you are just you are like you said you literally were tracy and you're experiencing the same thing i think that's what makes it so magic is that it was pure yeah it really was like like just just meant to be i guess you know and and he saved me i mean i don't know what or where i would be if it were not for that role and that, you know, that just that, and not just that role, because it was like my, my foray into being like a, like famous and, you know, being on TV or being in a movie. But he also like, like you said, mentored me, you know, he sat me down when the movie finished filming and it was before it came out and he sat me down and I remember, he doesn't remember this. Like I do. I remember it vividly. He said, I want to let you know your life is about to change. And I want you to remember these three things. I want you to stay humble always stay true to yourself. And if you're going to read and believe the good things people write about you, you're going to have to read and believe the bad. Basically take it all with a grain of salt and don't, you know, don't, you know, don't be an asshole. And uh, I think truly that, that, like that just talk, that little talk really managed to keep me, I think, grounded because I've been in it around for forever and I've had ups and downs and I've had, you know, real like amazing success. But I do think people that have known me from back then, I'm very much the same person I was back then. And I think I give I give John credit for that, for keeping me sane. And can I ask uh, what it was like to get to know Divine? And did you have sort of a mother parent relationship in any way? Like, did you feel like he was looking out for you sometimes? 
Yeah, but you know, he didn't like me in the beginning. He really? wanted my part. He wanted my part. Because in female trouble, Divine plays both parts. Mm -hmm. So he had it in his mind that he was going to play Tracy and Edna. And he was like, who's this young kid coming in? So he had a little bit of a, an, I don't want to say an attitude, but he definitely wasn't like warm and welcoming me with a big giant hug in the beginning. But I won him over and we became friends. And I, he taught me to walk in high heels. He would say to me, Ricky, let's eat a roast. Let's have a pie. <laughs> he wanted me to eat with him, which I was more than happy to do. <laughs> yeah, he was amazing. And, you know, it was tragic. He died eight days after, after the I premiere, became, right? not just like after the movie opened, but after like I, my, like my, my entrance into this, I mean, it was like the highest high and then the lowest low at the same time. And it was just so, and he was 42. Yeah, he was 42. He died in his sleep. It just didn't make sense when he was on this rise and had gotten such great reviews. And it was really just, it was just so, so sad. It's still like, I still can't believe that, that he didn't live to see, you know, I, I wonder, I just wonder what could have happened. What would have happened to his career after mm -hmm. that? Had he, had he lived? I just remember, um, I, I saw that you wore the, the, I think the hefty hideaway dress on the view. I, I did. And I got emotional. Ricky, mm, I got really? Emotional. <laughs> I, got, I got emotional seeing you in that dress mm -hmm. and the wig. And I wanted to know what your favorite costume was as Tracy. And I want to know, uh, was that the only one you got to keep? Um, that is the only one that I got to keep. The rest is like archived. And you know, John Waters are having a huge um, retrospective of his work at the uh, Academy Museum. That's this fall. I think it's happening in the fall. And they have my bug dress. I think is I was going to say, where there. is the where's the roach dress? Yeah, I think all of his stuff is archived at Wesleyan University. And then I think they're doing a lot for this 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 exhibit. I'm super excited for that. I can tell you my least favorite dress was the green dress when I come out and I say, Mama, welcome to the 60s. That mm -hmm. dress, which was designed by Van Smith, he designed everything. He did the makeup. He's he, he's gone as well. And that dress had cutouts. Like, like you, you, my, there was wind blowing up my, 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 <laughs> Wazoo. my yeah. And, um, and it was, I was so self-conscious and I couldn't Aww. wear a bra and my, my, boobs were down to my knees and I was just I just had to surrender you know like I was definitely had body image issues I was 200 pounds and it was a lot but I you know I went for it I went for it but that mm -hmm. was my least favorite look mm -hmm. um out of all of them mm -hmm. yeah so the, so the roach dress I can say where the roach dress will be is in Julie's suitcase when she steals it from <laughs> from from the academy exhibit when she does a mission impossible style lowering oh. into the room and no uh, i'll cause a distraction i'll flash my tits and shove it in the thing like uh, <laughs> i don't do uh, i don't yeah. i don't do uh furtive okay Just out in the open <laughs> It'll be fun for me to see it. I haven't seen it since we we shot in it, you know, in, in whatever thirty six years ago. Mm -hmm. How did you feel when you saw the musical for the first time? That was really hard. That was really really hard for me. I it that that was the hardest 
you know, iteration for me to kind of get behind because I wanted, I'm a musical theater major, at least the one year I went to college. And so I wanted the opportunity to play my part on Broadway. And John Waters said to me, you know, you're too old and you're not fat anymore. That was his, that was his like verbatim, you know? And I think that was a really good delivery of how he said it. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt, you know, and Marissa who did an amazing job, but I like, I joked for years, like she won my Tony, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, but um, once, once, you know, that happened and it, it became more of like a flattering thing that this movie has lived on and this character yeah. that I created with John lived on. And so ultimately I loved it. It's a brilliant show, Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman. I mean, they, they just killed it. It was incredible. And it's just, you know, it's taught in high schools. It's done in, I mean, it's all over. And I was in the movie, the remake movie. They put me in, I got to sing on the soundtrack and I got to be in a cameo. And then I did also the live version, which was super fun. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, I love that I'm, I'm the OG, you know? Mm-hmm. The OG. You're the OT. You're the original Tracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom, no one can hugging, take that away. Am I hugging? No, all, no, am please. I hugging all this, this is your this is I your feel, moment. I've, I feel look, bad, Julie. What else do you want to know? Julie, I want to know. Well, I've okay. been to Ricky's house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Ricky showed me the Polaroids. I can't. I saw I d- oh, I did. You did. Oh, yeah. You said. You said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were just like, "Hey, do you want to see some Polaroids I took on the set?" It's like, eh, not really. We're okay." Could you imagine? <laughs> it's like, yes, like shoving you out of the way to get to the Polaroids. I have my original script that Divine everyone signed. I, I lo- you know what? You know what's so interesting to me to know, Ricky, is that you said the lines how he pictured them because I, I know that he because I, I was going to ask if he does line readings, and for you, he didn't have to because you know. Oh, he does line mind. readings. No, 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 he does line readings. Oh no, he'll say if he doesn't like the way <laughs> it's coming out, he'll say say it like this. You yeah. Know, he's, uh-huh. And he's uh-huh. my first experience with like a director, you know. Mm-hmm. So like most directors, it's you know, it's yeah. not. You're cool like, this to do is that. normal. This is yeah, normal. This, this yeah. is what it's like to be an actress. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, wait, why aren't they telling me exactly how to say it? It's like, well, because yeah. that's you're the actor. Because he didn't, yeah, sit in his apartment saying all the lines out loud, making himself laugh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, he used to handwrite the whole thing or like, you know, work on. I mean, he doesn't do it on a computer. He does it all. He's 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 there's no one like him. You know, there's no one like him. And that's what I, I so appreciate. It all yeah. stems from his brain, yeah. you know, and, and, and the following that he has and the, the people well, that work for him over and over again. It's and family. That you're in it, Ricky, that you're in dreamland. You are a dreamlander. You are a you know, you're you're maybe like a different graduating class. But you're an alum, and that's so huge. I mean, I there's it's it's just it's rare air. And mm-hmm. I also wanted mm-hmm. to say, so Crybaby's my favorite late period, and I just wanted to know what it was like for you shooting that. Did you like playing pregnant? What was it like doing that on the heels of hairspray? It was awesome. I mean, it was like I was 20. I wasn't even quite 21. And I, you know, it it was mostly night shoots and it was, we lived in a hotel together. So with Hairspray, it was, I lived in an apartment complex. It was like, we were more removed. A lot of the kids were locals, but with Crybaby, the whole cast was in this little tiny, the Tremont Hotel in Baltimore. And so we would open up the bar at 7 a.m. when we got off work, Mm -hmm. you know, Iggy Pop playing guitar with Johnny and Susan Terrell out of her fucking mind. So yeah, what was Susan Terrell? I'd like to know about Susan Terrell. What was that like working with Susan Terrell? I just remember her 
like screaming from her hotel room. Like she was running late. She had to get these guys out of her room. Like the guys that had spent the night with her. I mean, she was, she was nuts, but she was yeah. so fun and like a team player. Patty Hearst worked on that movie. So mm. we're like hanging out in the bar with her daughters, her two little daughters that were like, you know, six and seven in the bar. It was, it's just completely surreal. There was, oh, Joe D'Alessandro was in that one. Yeah, and Tracy yeah. Lords, Tracy yep. Lords, who I became really good friends with. And I ended up doing two other movies with Tracy. I did a horror movie that's embarrassing and I don't want to mention the name. <laughs> and we did Serial Mom together too. So mm-hmm. You become like a family, you know. It, it really like it was is a party. It sounds like it was summer camp, like for adults. It was really fun. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I especially like Crybaby wasn't all on my shoulders, so like I wasn't working every single day. I, you know, I had and I was crushed out on this one guy. I ended up dating one of the cast members later on, but I was in love with this second AC that was on hairspray. You know, I was literally like this chubby girl that was chasing after him, and in fact, everyone on the crew knew how much I liked this guy, and they gave me all photos that he was in like at the end of the shoot I have like all these like random pictures of candid shots of him in the back he doesn't even know that we were photographing him but Uh everyone gave me pictures of this guy and it never it was unrequited the love but um but it was really fun it was really like like especially after hairspray like I was now not a celebrity but I was like you know one of the names in the movie yeah and and you also got to make out with cute boys in both of those movies, which was John was like, thank you, John. Like you got to French kiss mm-hmm. and you got to like be sexual and you were knocked. You were all knocked up. I yeah, wish you were it. having triplets. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But our bazooms are our weapons. Ah! I mean, these lines, these lines that I get to say that were so outrageous, mm-hmm. but felt so normal at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you okay? Look, look what Do you're yeah. doing to her, Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> Don't do you can't do this to my co-host. This is my partner oh my here. You're you're murdering her with this. It's so funny. It's so it's so like when I think back, like like yes, these are, you know, just incredible, incredible mm-hmm. experiences that I've had. But like my whole life I've had these mm-hmm. crazy, incredible experiences, yeah. you know? Well, it must have been it must have been such a culture shock to leave the the nest. And see, like, oh, this is what the rest of show business is like. It's a living nightmare out here. You mean what the talk show? You mean other? Oh no, I mean just when you went to go when you went to go do when you're now auditioning for things that aren't John Waters movies, and you're just like, oh, these people suck. (laughs) It was just different. It was definitely different Mm -hmm. working on a film like a film like Mrs. Winterbourne, working with Richard Benjamin as the director. I mean, it was just different Mm -hmm. than than my John Waters experiences, sure. which is like more like, like he's my crazy uncle and he'll just tell me how, what he wants, you know, specifically. But um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I've been thinking a lot about Mrs. Winterborn lately because of, you know, Brendan Fraser was my co-star in that. And I just watched the whale last night. Like I just watched it. Unbelievable. I'm so happy for him that he's having mm-hmm. this, this Renaissance, you know, this resurgence of his career. He's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. And you, also worked with uh, a friend of mine and Julie's, the director Adam Resnick, with Cabin Boy, who was one oh, of our yeah. good friends. Oh my gosh! Is, yeah, I forgot about that one. That was we did something recently on the show called the January Oscars, where we awarded uh, movies that came out in January. It's such a weird month for movies to come out in. Mm-hmm. And Cabin Boy won Best Picture, I think. Yes, Cabin wow. Boy for all of January yeah. movies. Cabin Boy was 
Best Picture on our show. So. Yeah, it beat, wow. like, it beat MASH, mm-hmm. a couple other things, because um, mm-hmm. we're those weirdos. So yeah. we're big that, cabin I mean, boy fans. Wow. I mean, I, I can't even remember the movie. All I remember is I was having to wear prosthetic. Like mm-hmm. the, 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 the stuff that they had to put on me was really time-consuming, mm-hmm. uncomfortable, and just, I mean, it was intense. It was intense to be like, I mean, I remember them doing that. They did do like a cast of my whole head because I was mm-hmm. the masthead. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't it's, have much other memories of it. I, I didn't work with much of the cast. I remember, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say, Adam said, were you there with, in the on the set with the water and everything? Like, because Adam said the water was so disgusting after a while because <laughs> it was the same water for I, the I, entire shoot. I don't remember. I just remember how it had to be splashed in the face. You know, I didn't have really any many lines. Well, I hope you weren't splashed in the face by that water, at least. I might have been. I might have been. I probably have some parasites since. I don't know. We're going to talk to Adam about that. You can blame anything bad that ever happens to you on Adam Resnick going forward. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's so funny. Mm -hmm. And then I love Chris Elliott. Oh, Oh, my God. He's the best. Chris Elliott. King. And then the talk show, what are some of your favorite memories of doing the talk show? Like it was such a phenomenon and you were doing it for some, like, a, like a decade, right? I did it for 11 years. I got wow. it when I was 23 and I went on the air at 24 and I was done at 35. That's unbelievable. And, and, I, and I'm sorry? I said it's just unbelievable to start that young as a, the host yeah, of I a know. talk it show. Was, it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely like, like, it was. I look back now, and it's like that's incredibly presumptuous for me to think that I could host a show. I didn't have a sense. I now have a sense of who I am, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it to be twenty four and to be moderating a panel and telling people, you know, I yeah. And I didn't wear an earpiece. That's one of the things that you know I'm doing. I've been doing this podcast about my old show, which has been really really fun and and cathartic. But like I did not wear an IFB, so so that show most most talk show hosts wear something to keep them connected to the control rooms. So they can take cues, and I never wanted to wear one because I wanted to like think on my feet and not be pulled out of whatever moment I was in or wow. going to. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I it was it was so fun. It was so so important to so many people that grew up feeling like they were not being represented or marginalized or just, just, just under the underdog. And I think what really worked, you know, me playing Tracy, the consummate, you know, underdog, I think it really helped in people seeing me, you know, representing underdogs on my show. Mm-hmm. That's it's I can really... see that completely. And that you were in people's homes every day must've been a really different experience for them to kind of form those, what do they call them? Parasocial relationships with people. Like there's an intimacy with daytime television that you're not necessarily getting with film that people are like in a pre-internet pre-podcast time had like a familiarity or a false familiarity with you where they think they know you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the level the, that level of fame, it's it, like you said, an intimacy, people are in their underwear watching me be me, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not, like Jennifer Aniston on Friends, I'm I'm being myself. So there's definitely a different kind of connection that people feel towards me, um, which I appreciate. You know, like I'm just I'm just real, and I you know what you see is what you get, and I think people have a sense of that with me. I, you know, 
And I, I think we did do a service. Like I think, you know, I make documentaries now about a lot of things, important things that matter to me. And I always think like, oh, I'm doing like this, you know, legitimate work now. My talk show was like really like like groundbreaking in a lot of ways. We talked about, you know, lots of issues that weren't being talked about in that way. And so, you know, having gay couples on, but treating them like every other relationship, you know, was really a big deal. And at the time I didn't know. And I think again, John Waters, my background, you know, I just treated people equally and treated people the way I want to be treated. And so, you know, the ripple effect of that, I think helped a lot of people, particularly gay people coming out in, you know, not feeling so alone. And, um, for that, I'm 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 really proud of of that work. Yeah, and you mentioned the podcast because the podcast is you going back and revisiting moments that maybe you haven't seen or heard in a very long time. And the podcast is mm-hmm. raised by Ricky, and like the 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 wig uh, moment for oh, example, the wig snatch. yeah, yeah. The, that. And that was maybe <laughs> we broke that down. We went back and we tried to find them and we actually did find the daughter of one of them, but mm-hmm. then we didn't pursue it. I'm really curious about, I would love to talk to her, but we didn't pursue it because one of them had passed away and okay. we didn't know which one. And so my producers, I did, I didn't really delve. We just, I was contacted by the daughter of one of them and we didn't ultimately go down that road because, you know, it, it just felt, like potentially just problematic and but uh, but that moment i mean that moment come on like everyone remembers that yes, moment not only but... pulling the wig off of that well you know she was cheating with the whatever guy and i'll tell you that was the first season of our show and we changed protocols from that experience so basically you know the formula of the show is you have one side of the of the story you build the conflict, tell, get the juicy bits. You know, she's pissed at this one because she's been sleeping with her man. Then we either go to commercial break, you know, hold the, the doorbell. Oh, we, you know, I don't know who, who's coming, but mm-hmm. let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We bring out the second person. They go at it. And then we bring out the guy. Well, in that episode, we had the girl, the, the conflict come out and sit between the guy and the girl. And that gave her access to the wig snatch. So from that point on, after after that happened, uh-huh. we then made it so that the chairs were separated and the guy was in the middle mm-hmm. who they were fighting over. Okay. I mean, you know, I don't know if that you, means anything to anybody, but it's just a little fun fact. You guys <laughs> ran behind the scenes. We're just like, we need snatch protocol, basically. Mm-hmm. We need, yeah, we just need to have some air between the the two people fighting. And, you know, our show never got physical like Jerry Springer. It never crossed that line. But, you know, the wig snatch was, you know, some might say we crossed the line, but it was really good TV. Mm-hmm. And then I just have one more question, Tom. Well, this is what I'm going to say. You. Yeah, please. Julie, this is your moment. You go full as much as Ricky can take. Of you going full John Waters, I'm gonna zip my lips. This is your moment. Zoop. You ask away. You ask anything you want. I'm not taking up any more well, question time. It's just a two. It's okay. Well, you could I ask a hundred more questions. I'm not asking anything. Zoop. Two questions. Two quick. Two quick. Did you grow up in Hastings on Hudson? I did. You ever go to Walters for the hot dogs? Where's Walters? What's that? Oh, it's in Westchester. 
Oh, if it's Westchester, then I don't know it, but I certainly ate my share of hot dogs. Strike that question from the record. I have one more. <laughs> okay. That one doesn't count. That, that one, one doesn't count. Okay. Can you tell us about the roach scene from Hairspray that didn't make it in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was so fucked up. Can I say, can I curse? <laughs> yeah, it was so messed up because, you know, John wants it all to be authentic. Hence my hair. That was all my hair. It ruined my hair. Um, he wants it to be real. And so there's a scene, you know, because the scene is like when when Col- um, Amber says, that girl's got roaches in her hair. The shot was, you know, roaches crawling out of my hair. Oh, and Rick- so... Brooke Yaton, who was the prop master who ended up marrying Tracy Lords, they fell in love on the set of this movie. And he was like a brother to me. I worked with him on Hairspray. And and then uh, Crybaby, scratch that. They met on Crybaby. Brooke yes, Yaton yes. was the prop master. She, he's the son of Pat Moran. And he was the prop master. His job was to collect the water bugs in Baltimore. So oh. it wasn't even roaches. It wasn't even roaches. They were like this big. And he had like a whole giant bucket <gasps> of them and dumped them on me. And oh. so they didn't even use it in the final scene. And it was, it was traumatizing. And yeah, I'm still not, I'm, I mean, it was worth it. I have to like, of course, everything I went through in the movie was totally worth it. I would do it again. But the fact that I had to be put through that when they didn't even use it in the film, because it made Tracy unlikable in the testing. When they did the testing, they I had it in the film that. and they thought that it took away from people caring about Tracy. So totally they took it out. That. I mean, isn't it amazing what John can have people do because you compl- you must have trusted him immediately when you met him. Did you feel well, that way? No, I wouldn't say I did. <laughs> I wouldn't how say did that. He get you to, how did he get you to trust him? With a weird mustache. mustache? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know about this guy, but he's giving me this job and, you know, everyone seems to think he's a big deal. Okay. But like, I remember he told, when I, he said, he's, you're going to have to dye your hair. You're going to have to, and it's the two-tone. And I was like, really, really? He's like, quit bitching. He's like, at least Meg Stoll had to set her hair on fire. At least you don't have to do that, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So he's yeah, a, he, uh, he, yeah, he, the, the the power of persuasion. I'm gonna ask yeah. one. No, I. I'm gonna ask no, one. I question. would do anything for him. I would do anything for him. I'm gonna yeah. break my rule and ask one question. When did you see the earlier movies and where you're like, oh my god, this is who this yeah. guy is? I saw them after. So he made me. So my mom. He made my mom promise to not let me have access to any of the movies until after we finished filming. He didn't want anything to affect my performance. And in fact, another thing that happened, my grandfather died during the filming of Hairspray and he didn't want my mother to tell me because he didn't want it to affect my performance. You know, he was he was very protective of me. I did watch all the movies after the fact. And, you know, at that point, I wasn't shocked because I'd been around, you know, I'd heard the stories. I mean, I was, he taught me, he taught me, about felching and plate jobs and <laughs> snowballing, like all these sex yeah. acts. Everything an 18-year-old needs to know when she's about to drop out of college. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, I mean, I, by the time the movie ended, I, I, you know, I wanted to, I was curious, but nothing really shocked me at that point. Mm-hmm. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky Lake, I am starstruck. Oh my goodness. No, 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 no. I'm just your, your average girl with a pretty extraordinary life. And, um, I'm so, I love sharing these stories. I love, you know, being brought back because, um, you know, I don't, I'm in my life, my day-to-day life, I'm taking care of my dog and, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just, I I have to like remember and have reverence for this really special, Mm -hmm. um, entrance into this business that I got to have because of him. 
what is an episode that you're looking forward to talking about on the podcast that you know is in the in the uh like in the queue where we're on hiatus we just finished our first season Mm -hmm. so we're now looking at what we're doing for season two so Mm -hmm. um i don't know yet is there one though that you know is there a moment you know it's like oh my god when i talk about that that was that was a big one though there has to be something where you're just like oh man that's a that was a crazy one all of them. I mean, all of them can be broken down. Each. I mean, I did like twenty through thirty-one hundred hours of television. Some crazy <laughs> well, amount of television. Yes. Yeah. So I, I mean, every. I say, you know, I can't really remember all the details, but like mm-hmm. every hour, I was surprised or moved or horrified. Like there was something surprising, even though I had like the stories in my in my pamphlet at night. You know, I'd read through all the stories, but something unexpected and surprising happened during every single taping. <laughs> Without fail. Is Dolly there? Is Dolly around? That's my fault. Dolly is, yeah, Dolly is, like, she's always next to me there. Do you ever sing to her? Hello. Well, I guess it's Dolly. She's she's extraordinary. She's, and she's just waiting for me to be done so that we can make love. She's, she's waiting patiently, Mm -hmm. but she's, she's such a gift in our, I, I'm so in love with her. And I'm so, again, I'm so grateful that you go on and on about John Waters. I'm going on and on about the people that foster these dogs Mm -hmm. that would otherwise be put to sleep. So, well, then let's all say Julia Vickerman can thank you for that because she got me started in it too. So that's, it's, yes, please send my love to her and I I want you to come back. Yeah. And I do love, come back and visit. You love what? I do love Tom and Julia more than John Waters. <laughs> you wouldn't, I mean, I didn't even think that was possible, but I do. Well, next year I'm coming to your Halloween party. Okay. Okay. I'm coming. If I get okay. an invitation, I'm coming. You get oh, here's the was, invitation I right now. Here you get it. It, it would be funny epic. to, it would be funny to dress up Dolly like a cat. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. She, I mean, she, she's, I think she's up for being dressed. She's a good sport. She's a very good sport. Mm-hmm. Well, we're ready for you. I was in the makeup chair for four hours for my Halloween costume, and I'll try to top that for if you show up later. And you don't right. need I'll to dress. You don't. With... You don't need to dress up like your character from Cabin Boy. Don't worry. You don't need. To no, well, no, that. I don't want to do that. But I could think of something else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. yeah, my husband and I want to be like second place champion cornhole uh participants that was our like you know cornhole you know, that's a I look, was, that's a I look. was actually I was actually gonna do that costume but I guess I'll pick something else <laughs> I thought it was a good idea you always right? be third <laughs> place Julie be third place. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be so mm-hmm. mad at me you'll be like yeah. oh great yeah. this now this is a total treat Ricky we thank appreciate you, so you much taking for doing the this time show, Ricky this is a huge it's my um, pleasure it's my pleasure deal. thank you so much awesome. great to talk to you guys Thank you so much, and we and everybody should check the podcast out. There's a ton of episodes up now, and you're going to do another season soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Ricky. What a thrill. thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Right, bye. That was awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was really amazing. Good. Was and really good. oh, hi, Brett. Look, it's Brent. Wasn't that great, Brent? That was so cool. Uh, hearing all those John Waters stories, um, I, uh, I I I had to you know restrain myself because I was uh, like the podcast title says. I was very much raised by the by uh, Ricky Lake by the Ricky mm-hmm. Lake Show in the nineties. Um, 
just uh, every day after school. I you better watching. not snatch any wigs, Brett. I'm telling you. <laughs> what, I re- do you. What do you think he does when he goes to Hollywood Toy and Company? Yeah. Oh, I'm uh, snatching wigs left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then they end up in my office. But I remember I, uh, yeah, that was that was a, a hell of a, a hell of a show. When your dog, when Juno comes to your office, does he ever take a little snooze? Does she ever take a little snooze in the like wig and costume pile? Um, you know, I I uh, I try to keep. She has her own. Uh, she has a very luxurious dog bed in my office, um, uh, which honestly rivals my own actual bed in terms of comfort and size and so forth. So. Uh, she she opts for that, but I bet if I if I bet I put all those wigs on the floor, she would she would scrounge around in there. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Maybe I can sell that uh, uh, dog bed um, when you do the yard sale. When I do the yard sale, and everything just, must uh, go. Yeah, everything must go. Yeah, Hold on. maybe you get Sandy to fill one of those wigs with uh, Froyo. Oh, that's a good idea, right? Would that's you just please get some ice cream? <laughs> Sandy shows up. <laughs> Brett, what would you think about this? Yeah. Sandy as little Lord Fauntleroy. Oh, that's a really And you are big, big Lord Fauntleroy. That's good. I have I've and, tried And Amy is staying at her parents for a while. <laughs> Amy is <laughs> Amy is figuring things out for a while. Amy speaking, needs of, some space. speaking of everything must go. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, <laughs> going to be uh, on the ten east. <laughs> that straight shot to Dallas. <laughs> don't even have to. Don't even have to switch highways. <laughs> no, you don't get it, Amy. I'm big, F- Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> And he's little Lord Fauntleroy. We're the, the Fauntleroys. Rum, rum, you don't get it. I don't want you to understand. Beep, beep. She's in reverse. Beep, beep, no. beep. Sandy, she's just, she's just getting something from the car. She's going to be right back. <laughs> well, I think that... Is an episode. We checked all, all the right. boxes. Great guest. Technical stuff. Technical oh. stuff. No, gave, they don't know about that. That's been cut out. Gave Brett the business. Yeah. That's it. But it's pretty much an episode. Watched a clip. Check gave Brett box. the business. Had a guest. What else do you want? No, what else do you want? That was amazing. What else could you possibly want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a what a fun episode! Thank you to Ricky Lake for coming on and sharing all those stories and and just just really walking us through things that you always want to know. And it's what a what a treat. And um, rate and review and subscribe and foster a dog or adopt a dog mm-hmm. or adopt a cat. Yeah. Or foster a cat. Mm-hmm. Or several. Or several. One at a time usually is the best way to go. Don't say, really? I'm here for eight cats. <laughs> I'm getting started in this uh, pet thing. I guess I'll take eight cats and three dogs. Uh, what else you got? Any birds around? Uh, snake? It's, it's like you're pick- you expect it to be like Dunkin' Donuts. You're like, yeah. one mm, glazed. I'll get a... Three plain. Yeah. An old-fashioned. Any of these people who buy that old fashioned? It's weird. What the old fashioned donut? Yeah. 
I um, figured it tastes like an old fashioned. The, you mean the drink? Yeah. Maybe they think they're in a bar. Maybe it's maybe yeah. it's a mistake. Can yeah. I get an old fashioned? It's just for drunk people. I just had three of these, and I don't feel any more drunk. How many of these donuts I got to eat before I get more drunk? Excuse me, <laughs> I like my money back. I just ate seven of these old fashioned, and I'm not even a little bit more drunk. Tom, that's a very good. That's a real good drunk guy. Drunk that's donut a real good drunk man guy. is so funny. You know what? <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. How can they help? Who's guys? I just. Uh, I just gotta go to the front of the line here. Excuse me. This is important. I was. I just gotta. Donuts or the. <laughs> I just got like uh, seven of these things and. I just had all of them. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I like to return some donuts. <laughs> Excuse me, what's your return policy on donuts? <laughs> that was like nine donuts. It's like baker's, the baker's doll. Don't baker's doll. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a receipt. Oh my god, Jimmy! Jimmy's fighting back. He doesn't like this drunk. He doesn't like the drunk donut character. I saw. He's. You see him knock that (laughs) box off the uh, table. It's like a horror. It's like a. It's like a horror movie. It's like a webcam horror movie. It's if you think my life is like a webcam horror movie because he does this whenever I haven't given him attention for two hours and this is what happens. Fighting back. The cat fights back. Well, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Yes. Merry Christmas. There is it. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.